Welcome to Energizing Tennessee, powered by the Tennessee Advanced Energy Business Council and First Bank. We're your number one podcast for news about Tennessee's advanced energy sector. I'm your host, Courtney Piper. In the last two episodes, we explored different angles to the question, how can we electrify Tennessee? We spoke to TVA's Joe Hoagland about building a fast-charging network across the state, and Techstar's Trisha Martinez about how startups, government entities, and the rest of the private sector can band together to usher in our EV future. Today, we're discussing Tennessee's big-time investment in the electric vehicle supply chain. Just a few years ago, Governor Bill Lee and former Commissioner Bob Rolfe set the state's mission to become the number one in the country for the EV supply chain. With investments like Volkswagen's battery plant in Chattanooga and Ford's multi-billion dollar Blue Oval City development in West Tennessee, we are well on our way to reaching this goal. And recently, I got the chance to speak with Kel Kearns. He's the plant manager of the Blue Oval City Electric Vehicle Center about Ford's electrification goals, progress in West Tennessee, and emphasis on workforce development opportunities to build out the next generation EV workforce. Just last month, Ford officially broke ground on the site which is its largest and most advanced auto production complex in the company's 100-plus-year history. Gotta love that. And according to Ford, the nearly six-square-mile mega campus will create around 6,000 new jobs when production begins in 2025. We hope you enjoy today's conversation with Kel. Energizing Tennessee is made possible by First Bank. Each week, we'll have a member of the First Bank team on our show to talk about their insights into Tennessee's advanced energy sector. I'd like to welcome back our sponsor, First Bank. We have Brent Ball, Knoxville Market President. Brent, good to have you back. Thank you, Courtney. It's a pleasure to be back. Brent, you mentioned mentoring, so I want to bring up another way that First Bank and the Tennessee Advanced Energy Business Council are partnering. First Bank provides mentors to our energy mentor network. One of the most asked about mentors we receive is for financial modeling. And it has been an absolutely wonderful partnership with First Bank to be able to provide that expertise to the energy entrepreneurs that are in our energy mentor network. So thank you for that as well. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up, Courtney. And that, that is very important. And, and, you know, I want people uh, listening to, to know that, you know, although I'm, I'm here in Knoxville, First Bank has branches all throughout the state of Tennessee. So um, wherever you're at, we've got a First Bank near nearby. If you're in Tennessee, there's one around. We love to mentor. We love to give advice. And, you know, we've got uh, we've got a lot of, of, of really smart people here at First Bank that I think can provide uh, some excellent financial advice. Thank you, Brent. And thank you again for being our partner on Energizing Tennessee. Thank you. Today, we're speaking with Kel Kearns, plant manager of the Electric Vehicle Center at Blue Oval City. Prior to his arrival in West Tennessee, Kern spent time working for Ford around the world, including Thailand, China, and India. Kel, welcome to the show. G'day, everybody. Um, excited to be here today for my very first podcast. So thanks oh, for the opportunity. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Well, Kel, you work for Ford. You're a Ford guy. So I have to ask you, what kind of car do you drive? Uh, interesting. Um, I have ordered a Cyber Orange Mustang Mark EGT, and um, it's going to be built wow. next month. So I'm really looking forward to um, learning about driving an electric car. I would like a picture of that vehicle, please. Absolutely. Now, I know that you just moved to the Memphis area not too long ago. So tell me, how do you like Memphis? How do you like Tennessee? Yeah, I've been here 
perhaps about three months and uh, starting to uh, get to know my way around. You know, find the uh, great coffee shops and uh, and restaurants. Um, so I've been able to move downtown uh, in an apartment and really enjoying it so far. Fantastic. I haven't been to Memphis since the pandemic started. So I am hoping with travel starting to open back up, we'll, I, I will get back there. I really enjoy spending time in Memphis. Now, I know that you are an avid motor racer. You are the Thailand Super Series TAV8 champion driving a Ford Mustang. So clearly you're a car guy, but what first drew you to Ford? Well, I've got uh, actually an interesting story about that. Um, when when I was eight years old, I was watching uh, television, and in Australia, there's a um, there's a great race every year. It's like the the major or the grand final, um, uh, sort of the holy grail. It's called the Bathurst One Thousand, and um, there was this blue Ford Falcon uh, XA coupe. Um, Going down the down the uh, final straight called Conrad Straight um, to win the race, and um, that just formed a, a lasting impression on me as a youngster. And um, from that day forward, you know, I, I barracked for Ford, and um, and lo and behold, um, <laughs> I ended up with a with with a, with a long career with the company. So um, that was um, yeah, I'll never forget that day. It was really interesting. That is fantastic. So you've been with Ford for nearly 30 years. You've worked all around the world from Thailand now, West Tennessee. What have been some of your favorite moments or highlights over the years? Well, Ford has uh, many different roles and um, different careers in it. So mine has been in manufacturing. So I've been uh, fortunate to have um, uh, different roles in, in both operations and in manufacturing engineering. So that's led to um, to many different opportunities working with with different people. Started out in Australia, of course, um, but uh, but beyond that, um, you know, into India, um, China, Thailand, and and now across to North America. So there there've been uh, a lot of highlights. I, I guess the, the the biggest one was um, building and launching uh, a greenfield uh, assembly plant. Uh, in the northwest of India, um, but there've also been other uh, varied um, experiences. Getting back to the motor racing, starting Ford Thailand racing, um, and engaging customers and employees uh, in in the racing experience. That that was certainly um, something different as well. But you know, a, a, along the way, I, I, I guess you know. In any business or any any career, there have been you know, countless projects and working with teams to to plan and execute and solve problems. But the lasting memories um, are of the people and those sort of unscripted uh, things that happen along the way, and the sort of the technical details sort of fade fade away. And now you're at the helm of Blue Oval City, so. How did that happen? What were those conversations like? How was the opportunity presented to you? Well, it seems the sum of my life's work all contribute to what's required to um, be really successful at Blue Oval City. Um, as, as I just said, that the previous Greenfield site uh, experience, the hiring, training and launching, um, was certainly one aspect that um, those learnings will carry directly into this. 
um, having a tech, technical background and an equal mix of experience in manufacturing engineering and uh, as well as operational leadership um, in, in three different plants um, is another. So um, th- those experiences just reinforce the, the importance of an engaged, motivated workforce working towards a common goal. So, so that's why I'm personally spending a large proportion of my time with community engagement, learning about what's important uh, in this local culture and doing new things like this um, podcast today. And we are so happy to have you here. Now, our listeners will know this because I say this every opportunity I get to remind folks of this, but a few years ago, Governor Bill Lee and our former commissioner, Bob Rolfe, announced the state's goal of becoming the number one state in the country for the electric vehicle supply chain. And then last year, Ford announced this multi-billion dollar investment in West Tennessee. So we as a state have have made significant progress towards this goal, and we want to become a home for this kind of automotive innovation. And so, you know, my question to you, Kel, is is related to Ford and, and their electrification goals. So why is Ford betting big on transportation electrification? I mean, Ford wouldn't be betting big if it hadn't made this investment in Tennessee. So why is Ford betting big on on transportation electrification? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, I, I reflect back to um, to Bill Ford uh, had a really great quote in a video recently, which I'll always remember. And he said, "This is about Ford leading our whole industry into the future." And he, he said, "You know, for the last hundred years, it hasn't changed a lot." There've been a series of evolutions along the way, but very few revolutions. Um, and, and this is definitely a revolution. It's a huge step uh, towards electrification, and, and it's the future. And um, you know, and and Ford, you know, has clearly got uh, very very strong plans to uh, to take a leadership role in that. So how will Blue Oval City support Ford's long term electrification? efforts? Well, Blue Oval City is a major part of the the global plan. Um, So locally, Ford's investing $5.6 billion in West Tennessee and and Blue Oval City, creating 6,000 jobs um, and also focusing on a sustainable automotive manufacturing ecosystem. So we'll have um, battery manufacturing. We'll have recycling, which is an important part as well, as well as the electric vehicle assembly all on one campus. And Blue Oval City will be carbon neutral by the start of production in 2025. Um, so, so you can see you know, the focus on greenfield and, and used sites and, and being uh, environmentally uh, friendly is, um, is a clear goal. So you know, Blue Oval City, when it's finished, will be a major contributor to Ford's target of two million electric vehicles by uh, or annually by by twenty twenty six. That is just fantastic. I mean, we're, we are really excited in Tennessee to be a part of that. Now, you've mentioned workforce a couple of times. Um, I, I think I've read that once complete, Blue Oval City will create around 6,000 high-quality jobs in the area, jobs that are supporting advanced energy. So let's talk about workforce development a little bit. 
how will Ford identify and train this next generation workforce? Well, um, Liliana Ramirez is the um, Global Director of Workforce Development, and um, Andy Bianco um, is the Manager for North America. And uh, Liliana, Andy, the team, uh, myself, we've all been engaged uh, for numbers of months already with educational leaders, um, as well as um, state and community leaders, to understand what is the current state. Uh, and match that with what our needs are moving forward. Um, so I think it's fair to say that we we have a clear understanding right now of the pipeline of the various job classifications that are going to be involved. Um, and we've been working with um, for some time already with um, TCAT uh, to develop um, the classroom training that um, will add to uh, the um, the experience and, and the qualifications that people have when they come to us. Uh, and then after that, they'll then move on and transition uh, into the plant to get on the job training. The TCAT system that Tennessee College of Applied Technologies is just a fantastic uh, system. We've heard a lot of manufacturers, uh, manufacturers, a lot of industry in our state have just complimented the speed and the scope and scale at which they're able to respond to workforce training needs. So it's great to hear that you all are, are connected to them. No surprise there. Now, Kel, walk us through what this, it's 20, let's pretend it's 2025. Walk us through what this plant will look like in West Tennessee. What kind of technology will we see? How is the line going to be different from internal combustion engines when you're manufacturing or assembling vehicles with uh, internal combustion engines? What will the workforce be doing in the plant? Just kind of walk us through what we might be seeing and how it's going to be different from traditional automotive assembly. Well, the great opportunity we have with Blowable City is it's a clean sheet of paper. Um, so that provides the opportunity to deliver the most modern and advanced assembly plant um, that we've had in our history. So we're, we're taking advantage of Blue Oval Intelligence Technology Stack to connect uh, the vehicles not only to manufacturing processes, but all the tooling and equipment in the, in the plant and, and also the workforce. We have um, a vehicle assembly plant um, as I said before, a battery manufacturing plant and other suppliers all together on the same site. So um, we're designing the, the product and, and, and the plant in parallel right now. Um, so the designs have, have, have progressed um, far enough that we're able to lock in the building design. And uh, the new news today is um, we've been able to erect structural steel um, less than one year after Ford and as our partner SK on uh, announced the investment. So um, that's really good uh, news. It's, it's exciting. We're on track um, and, and we'll continue uh, working on that design process to, uh, in parallel, uh, design the plant uh, to uh, meet the needs of the, of the product as it's moving forward. Oh, it's such an exciting time for West Tennessee and, and Tennessee as a whole. As the plant manager, what are you most excited about at Blue Oval City? Well, I, I'm ex I'm excited about the uh, the journey that's ahead. Um, there there will be um, will be many challenges, um, but um, as as I said uh, be before, um, the 
unscripted moments that are going to happen um, with uh, the people side of the business moving forward is, uh, are what really makes it enjoyable um, and uh, they're the lasting memories that we'll have. So the, these are once, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity, um, not only, only for myself, but everybody that's going to be involved in Blue Oval City. Um, th these type of opportunities um, uh, don't come around uh, very often and and our success will be defining moments in uh, just about everybody's uh, career and their working life. Um, so that, that's going to be um, very, very satisfying. And the reverse of that question too, what is your greatest need? You've mentioned workforce a couple of times. Uh, what is your greatest need? I think our, our greatest need is to assemble the, the workforce that um, is motivated and, and, and trained and work as uh, one team to one goal. And um, I'm very, very confident that um, we're able to do that. The support that we've been getting from West Tennessee, from, uh, from leaders, from the different counties, from the different um, technical departments has been uh, second to none. Um, we, we said at the beginning that I, I've had experience in a number of places um, around the world, but um, I haven't experienced the welcoming uh, and the excitement about what's ahead uh, anywhere else. And um, that's very, very encouraging. And um, that um, probably will be um, one of the major um, reasons for our success moving forward. Um, it's, uh, it, it's, it's been a surprise to me. I, I, I didn't expect that level um, of welcoming and that, that level of, of encouragement. So it's absolutely fabulous. Well, we are incredibly fortunate and lucky to have Ford in the state. In addition to Governor Lee setting this big ambitious goal of making Tennessee the number one state in the country for the electric vehicle supply chain, we have as a as a community, as a state, expanded that goal. We want to be known as a hub of automotive innovation as well. As a matter of fact, a lot of the research institutions have convened to say, you know, Governor Lee set this goal of number one state in the country for the EV supply chain. Why don't we take it a step further? You know, we've got the Department of Energy's largest science and energy national lab. We have a great land grant university and a, and a university system. Um, we also have the Tennessee Valley Authority, which is very unique in this country because the Tennessee Valley Authority, TVA, has this three-pronged mission of environmental stewardship, economic development, and power generation. So I think you will find an incredibly, even more welcoming culture um, in, in the state as things progress with Blue Oval City. Now, you know, and Kel, I probably should have mentioned this at the top of our podcast, but I'm originally from the Detroit area. My entire family uh, worked for the big three at some point in their lives. As a matter of fact, my dad worked at the Ford plant in Utica. Um, I think he did something with painting and car panels or something like that. But, um, oh, and and by the way, Kel, if you hear, if you ever come to the east side of the state and you hear people talk about the big three, they're not talking about automotive companies. <laughs> they're talking about the University of Tennessee, TVA, and Oak Ridge National Lab. And I always kind of giggle when I hear the big three because I've got a 
process in my mind, okay, which big three are we talking about here? But um, that's an aside. That's an aside. So all that to say, you know, I'm originally from Detroit. I've had my entire family's worked for the big three at some point in their lives. So I know how automotive plants can impact a community. I know how they can have a positive and lasting change for generations. So by Ford choosing this site in West Tennessee, I know that the surrounding area will benefit from that choice for generations. Stanton, Tennessee, you know, their population right now is just over 400 people. How different might West Tennessee look five to 10 years from now as Blue Oval City gets in the ground, comes up out of the ground, and, and continues to, to thrive? I, I, I think the increase in jobs um, directly at the Blue Oval City site, um, as well as in, indirectly uh, across all of the businesses in all the surrounding counties, so, so not just Stanton, but uh, out to Jackson and all the way back here to, to Memphis, um, will provide countless economic opportunities um, for the whole of West Tennessee. So you know, along the way, Ford's also had a really good history um, of being a good neighbour for the past 119 years. So West Tennessee, I, I think, will be the next chapter of that story. As you can tell, I'm incredibly thrilled about this. Um, and, you know, Kel, my last question to you is how can our listeners stay up to date on all the latest and greatest coming out of Blue Oval City? Well, podcasts like this one are a great avenue for that. But um, people can also follow us on our Blue Oval City uh, Twitter account. So that's um, at Blue Oval City, all one word. And um, our Facebook page, uh, Blue Oval, again, one word, followed by City. And people can also visit our Blue Oval City page on the uh, Ford website. And I will say I'm a big fan of all of your social media communications. I think you all have done a really great job of keeping the community and anyone who is interested in Blue Oval City just introducing us to all the people and personalities that will be involved, but also sharing really great information about progress and what we can expect to see in West Tennessee and Tennessee as a whole as Blue Oval City comes to life. So thank you for doing that. All right, Kel, before we wrap up, any, any parting thoughts? Just thank you uh, so much for the opportunity and um, thank you to uh, everybody that's welcomed me to uh, West Tennessee so far. Um, I really, really, really look forward to uh, what's going to be ahead for the next uh, four to five years. So um, thank you for the invite today. Kel Kearns, plant manager of the Electric Vehicle Center at Blue Oval City. Thank you very much for joining us on Energizing Tennessee. And that's our show. Thanks for tuning in to Energizing Tennessee, powered by the Tennessee Advanced Energy Business Council and First Bank. We're glad to be your number one podcast for news about Tennessee's advanced energy sector. If you like what you heard, please share it with others or leave a rating and review. To catch the latest episodes, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow TAEBC on social media or sign up for our newsletter to hear about our events or learn even more about Tennessee's growing advanced energy economy. Thank you.